Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tired. And a little unexpected. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2017. And we have some fun things to talk about. We surely do. And we have company. We do. This is so great. We have an audience. Woo-hoo. Thank you all yeah, for coming. Yeah, we are very, very delighted. We have Sister Kay, which we who we have talked about many times. Your oh, sister no. Kay. Uh-huh. Kay yeah. Almond from Buckingham, West Virginia. Yeah, and we have Cousin Amy from Meadows of Dan. Hi, Amy. And they may or may not talk. It's totally up to them. But we thought we have had a lovely dinner and some great conversation already. And so we're going to plunge into this. So do you have anything about... Uh, your life you want to talk about. Well, I'm glad to be back at work at the Reynolds Homestead where we're gearing up for the Reynolds Family Reunion. Wow. Yes. So this is the first one since 1970. So Wow. That's right. Reynolds will be flying in from all over the country. That This will be interesting. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you yes. have a lot to do. Yes. You well, all the, have a lot to do. They'll sure. be at Rinalda House for the bulk of the... But well, they're coming to spend a day with of us. Of course, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So how about you? Oh, well, um, I didn't mention it last time, but I have a new kitten. Uh, Actually, my dog has a new kitten. That's cool. Well, my dog found a kitten that followed him home. It's another black one, isn't it? It's another black cat that talks a lot, a whole lot like our uh, Zen cat, Barnabas. Oh, he loves Barnabas. Yeah, but this cat loves my dogs. He stays with the dogs. When I put the dogs up for the day, when I have to work, he stays in the room where they are and reaches through and pets them. Aww. It's the cutest thing. He's about three months old, maybe four months old now. Perfect. Yeah, he's the cutest little thing. And, but today, uh, we're kind of late getting started here because he got out. Uh-oh. And uh, I think my brother let him out, but my brother had this crazy schedule and got home after driving for 36 hours. and He just probably opened the door and went in, did what he had to do, and the kitten slept out, and it's no big deal, but then I had to get him back. <laughs> and you finally had to take I Nightly. I finally had to take Nightly outside, and and he came to Nightly, but I know the 40 people, cars or so, because it's going home time down Squirrelsburg Road, that saw me trying to catch this cat. Oh, hanging under yeah. the holly tree. <laughs> me and Nightly both crouched under the Nightly bush with our tails in out, trying to get the kitten. <laughs> I'm sure they thought I was being really weirder than normal. Ah, no, they said, that's just Leslie. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's all that's been happening. Is there, you know, things are starting to gear up for the um, fall season. Mm, the leaf peepers will be appearing. Yeah, and so we're getting, got the antique store all stocked up and I'm sure the candy store is all stocked up. I'll be starting back there if the surgeon approves it. I'll all see right. him next week. And so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. all be ready to, to head out and deal with all that. All right, so I guess we should do. A little sweet. So, what do you have for us today? Well, today I'll talk about something that. I know people made fun of Martha Stewart when she came out of prison. We uh, that kind of came up because we read Orange Is the New Black. Yes, in for, our book club. For our book club, <laughs> and um, 
I want to talk about ponchos. Ponchos? You mean those things we wore in the 70s? Yeah. With our heads sticking out? With our heads sticking out. (laughs) But, you know, they have a bad rep because they... Most of the ponchos in the 70s were a giant um, granny square mm-hmm. or something. But there are some really beautiful ponchos on Ravelry right now. I don't know. I know it's kind of hard for you to see. But there are some gorgeous, gorgeous patterns that people have made with ponchos. That they that knitted? That they have knitted Patterns and for some reason my um, Kindle is not talking to your um, internet tonight, hmm. so I'm not really. But I don't know if you can see. There's some really pretty patterns. I'll put some links up. I see. They look sort of like shawls. They look they? like shawls, but they're ponchos. Uh, there's only one I don't like, but it looks like it might be made with a really thick yarn. So, um, the thing that is attractive about these uh, is a lot of, um, you know, stitch stitch work. There's one that has cables. There's one that's made with a really fine yarn. You can see right through it. So, it's really pretty with the outfit that she's wearing. And I made a poncho a while back that um, I really liked. And I should have brought it with me. Oh, well, you can take a picture of it I'll and share it with our listeners. But, but there's there's several. There's one called the Silky Watercolor Poncho, and the Ida Shawl, one called Panchito. Now, did you make yours recently, or was no, it... No, I made it several years ago. It was from an old book, but I used a really fine yarn and knitted it, and then I put... Uh, it was actually two yarns. One was a, a really a thread. With some color highlight, and it was gray, and it turned out really pretty. Uh, there's one called Finger Hut. That's a little weird. Um, like the catalog where mm-hmm. people ordered them from. Yeah, that, does that mm-hmm. still exist? Uh, I, I think so. Denison Poncho and one called Claire. That's the one that's made with the really fine yarn. That's pretty. Yeah, it's very pretty. And one called Versus Stone Point, but you can't really see because she's holding a lot of yarn in front of it. Well, everything comes back into fashion. Yeah. And one thing I absolutely hate is a yarn bowl. You know what a yarn bowl is? That's what you put your yarn in to hold it while you're knitting? Yeah. I don't know how I knew that, but I... It's the most useless I, well, I've seen beautiful pottery ones. Yeah, they're really pretty, but I, I never used them. I have two, and I never used them at all. But I went on Etsy, and there's a shop called Ideas in Wood, and she has a yarn box. That makes more sense. Well, it does because it has a yarn gauge on it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, and you can put things in it, and you can... Put two balls of yarn in it. It's big enough to put two balls, which makes sense because then it will hold the two balls and you can use the two balls. And it's just more sensible than a yarn bowl. Ah, so somebody thought that well, up. Somebody thought that up. Um, it's, it's Hannah. And it's not cheap. It's $82, but the pottery ones are in the 30s mm-hmm. or 40s and on up. So 
So I would think that this would be an. And it looks like it's very well made. You could make that little, out of a cardboard box and just punch holes in it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, uh, when I first started um, spinning, and there's a thing called a lazy cape, which you put your bobbins on so that you can ply your yarn. And I just made one out of a shoebox and with knitting needles, and used that for a really long time. And I still don't really use a lazy cake that often. I generally just um, make a cake and put them in a basket. A cake is a round thing of yarn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a cake. Mm -hmm. For some reason that won't come up, but that's two cakes of yarn. Oh, okay. Yeah, you use a ball winder. I've learned a lot over the last couple <laughs> years when it comes to our uh, knitting. Our knitting, quince yeah. the sweet part. Yes. Well, uh, we have a craft show in the van this week. Yes, I stopped in today. Yeah. I found some. Don't tell my coworkers, but yeah. I, or I'll send them to a few people because I bought them and they are coasters for wine glasses nice. that are sewed. In fact, I'll show, I'll let you take a picture sure. and, uh, or I'll take a picture and we can share those because Peggy Agee made them. Oh, nice. So they're like quilted material. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they were very reasonably priced. Sure, very and pretty. Yes, yeah, so I got... Yeah, I went over Thursday or yesterday to take my little bit of stuff, and there was some really impressive things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got a pair of, of earrings, cool, and I got a notebook that was just cute as could be, oh, yeah, okay. a couple, and a couple bookmarks. Yeah, last year that's all I bought was notebooks. I went mm -hmm. on a notebook frenzy. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, because so, really like they're just incredibly well done. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing prettier than a little notebook. Now, of course, the highlight are the a the aprons that are made out of men's shirts. Oh, that, that Karen was Karen. Reed. Yeah, she did that. She had a the bunch show. of them. Okay. They were nice. They were the hit of the show last year. I bought. In fact, I bought Lisa Martin, who cooks a lot. All the, right. One of the program directors at the yeah where I work, but she cooks a lot, so I got her one last year. Yeah. Well, so I don't know that many people that wear aprons yeah. anymore. But well, they probably would wear those, though. Oh, they're, they're they really are cool. cute. Out of men's shirts that she must go to Goodwill or something yeah, probably, and yep. picks them up, but yep. beautifully she does done. does a love, lovely job with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, they were all gone when I got there. Everybody was talking last about them year, yeah. last year. Well, if you have a chance tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, uh, tomorrow we're doing Rock Castle Reunion. Now, I've been working on this project for six, seven years now. Uh, they're doing a reunion of all the people from Rock Castle, which we've mentioned. That's going to be the past. fun. That will be interesting. Yes. All right, so now we should get into our main event, which is... Tart. And we decided, you put up a um, quote. Yes, I did. In fact, I have that quote okay, right that for here. Uh-huh. That was... Bess stepped back and looked at Nancy admiringly. Your hunches are so often right, it startles me. Yep. <laughs> yes, so I put that quote up. Now, I wrote about friends who have, who are really good with their intuition, their hunches. Right. And how we just don't listen to them as much, maybe now, 
as at one time in our life. And the, but then we all ran with Nancy. But everyone ran with Nancy Drew and so yep. many comments right. about how she affected each and every one of us. Right. And we so thought, a, well, this would be a great quiz subject. Yes, that's what we decided to do, is uh, what we learned from Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. And you had prepared some information. Carolyn Keene was the author, but it's not as simple as that. It is certainly not. In um, the early 1930s, there was a fellow named Mr. Stratemeyer, and he came up, he had come up with the Hardy Boys. Yeah. In about, I think the first one came out in 1927, and those were certainly popular. And he thought, well, let's do the same thing with a female detective. And so he talked to the publisher, you know, who was doing the Hardy Boys, and they said, by all means, let's let's give it a try. And so they came up with the pseudonym Carolyn Keene, and through the years, I'm not even sure how many, but there were at least a dozen people who wrote. And Mr. Stratemeyer, and then later his uh, daughter, Ms. Adams, had the they would write out the plots even and the whole outline it was pretty formulaic yeah the way that they were done but then they had the different authors and of course Nancy Drew went from 1930 to 2004 or whenever it was mm-hmm. and it changed quite a bit uh, one example of that change is. She started out with her snappy little blue roadster. Okay, whatever a roadster was, but that's what we all knew she had. And then she got a blue convertible. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end, she had a blue hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's just sort of interesting, that side of it. Well, she was still driving the roadster when I read it. Yes, and that pretty much stayed because we would, or I read them probably through the late 1960s. Yeah, and I probably read them into the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, and the um, there were probably about 80 of them, uh, 80, 80 some had been written by the time mm-hmm, I came out. Yeah, yeah, there were 175 yeah. or so. Yeah. And I something. imagine they rewrote. They did. They yeah. actually changed, and a lot of the changes took place in... Um, the early 1960 to do away with any racism yeah, well, that was so. in them. There was one particular incident where Nancy had traveled down south and was staying with these people and they had a black cook mm-hmm. and maid and the way that that was approached you know, smacked of racism. Well, and the so they rewrote that. Yeah. They rewrote that particular mm-hmm. book and made, you know, this plump, smiling, I they, they didn't say it, but Irish maid named Annie, you yeah. know, and just sort of changed. So there were things like that yeah. that they rewrote yeah. in the books. Yeah, I imagine they probably did have mm-hmm. And then, I remember some things like that from my reading. Because we had some old copies, too, oh, yeah, in my house. Too. I have yes. The one we had was blue. That's right. And the yeah. blue, they yeah. had the blue cover for a lot of years with yeah. the outline of her looking down right. with the with the, with the uh, magnifying glass. glass. Yeah. 
because I had the ones that my mother had. Right, yes. When she was young. Yes, and we, we had them from older cousins that yeah. got sent to us. So. And then, of course, once I started to be able to purchase them myself at the bookst- at the Acme bookstore, yeah. that was a big day when you got to save up enough to go in and then the yellow covers. Yeah, I had the yellow co- illustrated yeah. covers later. Right. When we started filling in right. the ones that we didn't have from Mom. Yes. Yeah. And the library had them. Yes. Um, but they were popular from the very, very beginning. Oh, I'm sure. They just took off. They took off more than the Hardy Boys. And, of course, they a few things spun off of them, and they even tried to, to tie them a bit together. Um, like, um, um, what was it, Judy Bolton... Cherry Ames, the nurse. They they even threw mysteries into Cherry Ames. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it worked, you know. Yeah, sure. And of course, the Dana girls. That yeah, was girls another. That, yeah. Yes, and then I also read Trixie Belden. I don't remember Trixie. You don't. You don't oh, Trixie? yes, and yeah. she had Amy, our cousin Amy. She yeah. recognized. Yeah. yeah, Trixie Belden, and her her mate was uh, Honey. Yes. Yeah. I would probably re- I probably read them. I don't remember them as well as Nancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz I read them over and over and over and over. And, and we had a couple again. copies of Dana Girls. So okay. I did I, I did Bobby read them. Twins, well. And the Bob, yeah, same yeah. sort of thing. But that was younger people. Mhm. So But there is a whole lot of history. Oh yeah, you know. Well, Nancy Drew has permeated the culture so much. I mean, I doubt there's a single American, male or female, that you would say Nancy Drew and they wouldn't know immediately who you were talking about. Absolutely. In fact, she has made those lists of, like, there was one list of 20 most notable, and she was on it. Yeah. That everyone would recognize. Yeah, you are so right. Nancy Drew. I mean, even before the TV shows. And the, and there's video games. There's all kinds. But, yes. But she's really been part of the culture since the 30s. Exactly. Um, oh, Judy Bolton is the, the okay. series, right? Okay. And there was also a Kay Tracy. Now, that one I don't, don't remember. No. But I'll tell you, um, some of the prominent women who have spoken out about how Nancy Drew affected them as an early influence on their life was um, Supreme Court justices, three of them, Sandra Day O'Connor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Sonia Sotomayor. All three of them did. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, Barbara Walters, Barbara Streisand, Beverly Sills, mystery authors Sarah Paretsky and Nancy Pickard. And uh, actresses Ellen Barkin, Emma Roberts, Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton, and First Lady Laura Bush. All of them have cited how Nancy had such an... What's interesting about that is that is such a huge, broad ethnic sweep. Yes, and one thing that people always liked about Nancy, like say your your liberal people loved how independent she was and how she didn't let anything stop her, no authority figures, you know, she just met everything head on, and you know, and lived. She didn't. It's not like she called up her dad all the time and said, "Here's where I am." She never did that. No, no, no. But the more conservative 
people really liked the fact that she, you know she came from an upper middle class, well established home, and her respect of Hannah Gruen, the housekeeper, mm-hmm. almost like a surrogate mom. Now, in the early series, Nancy's mom died when she was 10. But in the later series, by the time we were reading them, the yellow cover ones, her mother had died when she was 3. I thought she had died when she was... I I got the impression she died when she was quite young. Yes. And Hannah had pretty much raised her. Exactly. So that that was a change. And her father was a lawyer. Her father was a very successful lawyer. And even with... um, give her some cases that she would help. So he respected. Right. Now, in the early books, she was 16 years old and had graduated from high school, which back then people did. My my mother, Kay's Mm -hmm. mother, graduated Mm -hmm. at 16. But um, by the time we were reading them, it was 18. Right. But they wanted her specifically to be... Uh, out of school because if you were in school, then you couldn't be as independent. Right. Yeah. She went to Peru. She went. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. She went to quite a few different. Yeah. She foreign was still a countries. teenager. Right. But, right. But she was older. And she was very respectful to her yeah. father and right. to Hannah, but she also pretty much did what she wanted. Yeah. Now, for me, when I think back. Nancy had a huge impact on the fact that when I was 16, I knew I could drive well because Nancy Drew drove well. Sure. And I could go anywhere. And when I was 16, I hadn't had my license more than a few months. I can remember driving down those West Virginia curvy roads to Charleston for a meeting by myself. And that was a big deal. But Nancy Drew could do it. Sure. So I never thought twice about it because I grew up where Nancy was a driver. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not not even an issue. And I like the fact that she could always approach and deal with adults on an equal level. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that was just, she just didn't fear adults. Yeah. No. Yeah, and you know, she dealt with policemen. She dealt with other lawyers. She dealt with the mayor. She dealt with everybody, and she had the the amazing self confidence. Yes, that most of us fourteen, sixteen, eighteen year olds did not. Right, right. But you knew if she did, then you could. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even when I approached at the age of fifteen, um, sixteen the president of the Rotary Club to go be an exchange student. Sure. I, once again, Nancy gave me the confidence. There was Nancy no Drew. reason. I was channeling <laughs> Nancy Drew. There you have it. Yeah. And I also love the fact that she was so daring and it really showed no fear in treading in anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yet she was feminine. And there was that side well, of the, it. Uh, one of the uh, things I looked up quickly, uh, pointed out that Nancy Drew could do anything those two Hardy boys could do Yes, in a skirt and heels. Exactly, yes. yes. By herself. Yes. She had her chums right. uh, that helped and her boyfriend that helped yes. and her dad that helped some. But but she was the one. She got herself out of stuff, problems. She got herself into trouble, but she got herself out of trouble. She rescued her father 
more than she rescued than he rescued her. Mm-hmm. She rescued the boyfriend more times than yes. he rescued her. Dear Ned. Dear Ned. But but the thing, somebody else, uh, or one thing I was always impressed with, and it was sort of corollary to something in my own life, is how supportive Ned was. Oh, absolutely. You know, he was right there behind her the mm-hmm. whole way. Mm-hmm. And I was always impressed with my mother's um, brother-in-law, or my aunt's husband, uh, because my aunt was brilliant. And she got a job. They were living in Michigan, and he had a good job, and she had a good job, but she got a really great job in New York City. And he followed her mm. and took a not-so-great job. But he said that she had to have the chance to use that mind. Oh, nice. And I, I always thought that was the greatest thing. Absolutely, and that is how Ned. Ned was a yeah. college student at the yeah. local college, yeah. and um, and then her two chums. Bess was her cousin, yeah. and yeah. then George. I really liked the fact that she had this friend named George, which was really for the thirties. Yeah, oh, well, she was always called the tomboy, the you know? tomboy type girl, right? Yep. Yes, yep. The, the, that's what George was. Yeah, that, that was really different. For yes, her. but. Everything about Nancy was different. Yeah. Yeah. There were no other real strong strong women characters in the early time period that it was written. Not there like were more her later. Well, but she actually influenced. Uh, in fact, influenced um, the others. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, like even the lady I, somewhere I read in an article that um, the young girl in Scooby Doo. Oh, really? was basically based on oh, because okay. of Nancy Drew. And there were a number of characters okay. that ended up being based on Wonder Woman, you know? Yeah. That everyone, she set the standard. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what else did you learn from Nancy? Well, I really liked the fact that she could balance having her close chums, which, what a great word that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as well as having her boyfriend. Right. And that that allowed for that. Sure. And that was natural for that. Well, and, and the girlfriends were really important. The friends, the friendship was extremely important all yes. through the books. You know, they got into a lot of different things. But all, all through the books, those, friend, those two friends were really important. As important as Nick. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. Totally. Yep. And um, she also had this passion for what she did. You know, she loved what she did, and she was passionate about all of these things that she got involved in, if I remember rightly, were mostly things that she found out was a problem, and she was passionate about fixing whatever it was. Absolutely, yeah. and and lots of times it was it was underdogs because you got to remember yeah. she started during the depression, right? And she helped a lot of yeah. people, and that's also how a lot, you know, even some of the strange things like maybe having a friend named George, but it got excused because Nancy was doing such good sure. for people. Yeah. And that's usually what the scrapes were about. Now, it's interesting about church because it did not, it's not that she went to church or that was a part of her life. And the only time, or at least that I know of, 
that it was mentioned in the books was in, in the late 1960s in one of the books somebody asks asked Nancy if she goes to church and she says as often as I can okay. and that was sort of a preachy one of the pseudo one of the right ghost writers yeah. had put that in but it's not like it ever came up or was a big deal yeah, I hadn't really thought about in the it books. yeah that's true mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there was so much other stuff going on. Yes. Yeah, and um, take risks. You were good at that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I started reading Nancy really early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real big risk taker. Yeah. And find a guy who gets you. Yeah. That she was with Ned. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Find I a knew guy that... that gets what you're about. Yes, which well, important. Yeah, I never got that right. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know how many of us do. You know, really. And a lot of the, you know, I don't remember a whole lot about the bad guys in the books. They were mostly just ordinary people, weren't they? I think they kind of just screwed up. And got their just desserts. And got their just desserts. Yeah, of course, I think she wound up tied in, uh, or locked in cellars and tied to... Oh, now that's a whole nother <laughs> uh, area where all the underground things, because it, it was a theme in the book where she'd be in these tunnels uh-huh. and discover underground rooms and yeah. how that went back to that. There's some Roman goddess or Greek goddess that they said... That went back to oh, really? that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Of course, there's all kinds of theories yeah. uh, about well, that, so much. That I, would be fascinating to a girl. Oh, you know, Going yes. around through uh, and finding secret things. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. For sure. Yeah. In, in fact, they have had, they had a big cultural event. I think it was in 2003 in, I think it was in Iowa. And they invited, it was an educational uh, event, so professors and people from all over about how Nancy Drew influenced. And they said, you know, they expected so many. And they were just overflowing with people calling in, writing in, and coming to talk about how Nancy Drew influenced their life. And these were professor types. And, you know, the things have been written about Nancy's relationship with her father yeah. and the whole electric complex, you know, if you want to get Freudian or whatever yeah. here, and how here she could be her own person and her father let her do that and daring and all that, yet she was still daddy's little girl. Yeah. And she was. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty normal. Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't normal yeah. all the time. Well, well but I mean, but, you know, the daddy's little girl part. It's, yeah, but not the yeah. daddy lets her go yeah, off and her roadster her to yeah. South Carolina to solve a crime. Right. And she used to travel all over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, she could do that because she was upper middle class white. Sure. Educated. You know, I mean, there's that whole side of it, yeah. too. Yeah, well, her, you know, her father could afford to let her do it. Mm-hmm. And she could afford to take off and go to Peru. And, and she was never paid for yeah. No, that was part in the in the books, that she was never received was. payment. Now, her father did a couple times when she solved a case. 
than the clients would pay her father. Well, well, they, they, he probably had to handle the legal stuff. Right. Yeah, for whatever reason they had mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly what I find, most of the ones I remember, there's kind of problems she stumbled on, like say to help somebody. Right. Or somebody, a few times I think somebody came to her mm-hmm. that had a problem. Now it was interesting when I did the quote on Facebook, um, some people who wrote what their favorite one yeah. was. Uh, and somebody had written 99 Steps, I believe. And mm-hmm. that took place in France. That was an early one that took place in France. Um, I think my favorite one was the one where she went to Peru. And there mm-hmm. were, it was the, um, the giant um, the giant things that are on the desert. Right. And I can't remember the name of it. I should have looked it up. Um, but there, one of the, the one that they were interested in, it was uh, on a wooden plaque. And the monkey was on the front, and then the tail was on the back of the plaque. And there was a treasure buried there. I remember that one, too. Yeah, I think yeah. that was my favorite one. I know, it's funny. For me, I, I don't remember all the titles of the books. Yeah. And I did not have that. I can remember Larkspur Lane. Remember yeah. Mystery of Larkspur Lane? Of course, The Clock. That was the very first the one, one that yeah. came yeah, out. Yeah, we had that one. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, in the Blue series. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, the, that one was, but they went to Peru and they found the treasure in this um, thing. I can't, and of course, there was some bad guy that wanted to, uh, to do something about it, I guess. But. Now, another thing that changed through the years were her outfits. Okay. You know, by the time in the 60s, uh, 50s and 60s, you know, she had the Peter Pan collars oh, and yeah. the, the bobby socks. And, well, I always think of her as looking like that. Uh-huh, but through the years, she had different clothing, oh, course, and they yeah. did update them in about every 15 years yeah, or I'm something. Sure the new Ghost Rider would... Would yeah. put her in a different outfit, yeah. so that's sort of interesting. Well, they probably went back as they republished. Cause, you know, they republished hundreds of times or thousands of times. They probably. sure did. Probably as they republished them, they probably updated the older. I'll um, tell you one one thing. This was just a little trivia uh-huh. that um, Gossett and Dunlap, of course, were the publishers. And they put out, in 1933 for Christmas, 6,000 copies were given just to Macy's department store and sold out within, like, two or three days. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. And, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's been published in 45 languages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yes. Well, my first, um, I don't know what you would call it, my first run-in with authority was because of Nancy Drew. Woohoo! What'd you do? Tell well, us. I may have mentioned it before. Um, I worked at the local library for a summer or two. And I, I would think I might have been out of college, but I was still a teenager. And um, the boss librarian at Martinsville did not like the Nancy Drew series, and she wanted to take them off the shelf. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And our librarian at the time, he was a man, was very quiet, meek, and he didn't. He didn't say yay or nay, 
Uh, so she's there telling him that, you know, that she really wants these gone. She did not like these. They were not, uh, they were not well written. They were not whatever. And I just couldn't let it pass. No, you had to speak up. Uh, so, you know, kids are reading anything. It's a good thing. Now, I can't remember all I read, but they finally didn't take them off the shelf. I doubt it was because of me. But it was like the very first time I'd bucked authority. Right. In my whole life. You needed to speak up. I mean, they were talking about your friend, Nancy yeah, Drew. It's like, you know, you know? The insult Nancy Drew. And it's like the shelf was, you know, it was a huge shelf, and the books were ragged. That's right, cause because they got taken out. Because they'd been in and out hundreds mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, yeah, take away Nancy Drew? That Crazy. just made no sense. No, no. Yeah. That would have been... Yeah. But no, but you know what? That argument's been made through the through the decades because when I worked at Books a Million in the nineties, yeah. the big series were um the mystery series, what were they called? Um Oh, that all the kids were reading. In the nineties? Yes. And even you after had girls that. In the 90s, you? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't the girl it it was Oh, you all know. And Stein was the author. Oh. Stein. Uh, S-T-E-I-N. Oh, my goodness. Why don't I remember that? That was pretty crazy. Yeah. But anyway, and it was like, well, should our kids be reading these? I'm like, heck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they want to come in here and buy the next one and the next one. Um, mm-hmm. Let them. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, if they're reading, that's all that matters. All that ma- Harry Potter. The Harry Potter books. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I remember when um, uh, teachers would not um, would not let kids read Harry Potter for their book reports or really? you know, in yes. school, and just you know, nope, you can't read that, and it didn't make any sense, of course, because everyone wanted to read it and you know, sure. waiting. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought they were delightful, so, you know, I, I know kids had a fits over them. And there was a positive female um, role model in Harry Potter. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and also uh, the same theme of, of uh, the deep friendships and how the friendship um, helped. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It got kind of grim before the end, but. <laughs> and you know what, Nancy Drew, never got grim. Oh. I don't think, yeah. even with the scary. I mean, because you could get scared. Oh yeah, there were some perilous episodes. Yes, but it was never grim. No. No. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how many nights was I under the blanket with a flashlight <laughs> finishing a Nancy oh, Drew? sure. Right. Yeah, I don't know if anybody ever died. I don't remember that. I don't, th- I th- I don't yeah. think they, w- they weren't murder mysteries. They were mysteries. But I don't think anybody ever actually died, at least not on camera. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know, yeah. Do been... you remember the TV show? Vaguely. That was in the late 70s, and I yeah. think I maybe watched one once. And yeah. It I, just, I was too old by that I think time. I was, too I was old in too. college, yeah. and it just. 
Yeah. Wasn't I my... remember the Hardy Boys better. Yes, I do. Yeah, a little I bit. Nancy Drew. That uh, might have been the Hardy Boys was a little earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I don't either. Which yeah. was which? Yeah. So. so. Yep. Now the movie that I'm. I mean, I'm sorry. The book that um, with the racism that they ended up changing. In 1956, it came out, and it was called The Hidden Window Mystery. I remember that one. I don't remember that one. Yeah. But Nancy visits friends in the South, and that's when that happened. And then it was revised in 1975. So we actually would have read, but I don't remember that title. I think I remember it. We had most of them. My grandmother um, made sure we had books to read. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had most of the Nancy Drews, and then the library had them. Right, and I thought I thought I'd read most of them, and maybe I just don't remember. Yeah, the clue of the tapping heels. Yeah, they were they were formula fiction, so there wasn't a lot about many of them that really stood out, stands out in my mind. You know, there Mm -hmm. there were a lot of the same sort of things that happened. So I don't remember a lot. I don't remember the details of that one. Right. But right. I remember the one where she went to Peru, because that was that was different. That, that, was very that really different. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now a few years ago, I was traveling with my granddaughter, and um, we so we listened to a Nancy Drew an audio. Cool. Yeah. So here, and she was probably about nine or ten. At the time, but we both, yeah, we were both sitting in the back seat. My son was driving us. We were going like from Nashville to West Virginia or something. And, and yeah, and Caroline and I were just sitting there listening and we got into it. We enjoyed it. Sure. A lot. So that was sort of fun, you know. Yeah. Grandma and grandchild. And so it's been around so long that you have such a continuity. Yeah, well, I, I... my grandmother wasn't young. Well, she was born in 1914. And they started in, what, 1929? 1930. 30. But she probably didn't have access to them until her children were small. Mm-hmm. And so she probably read them with them. Because she was an avid reader. She read everything she could get her hands on. And, um, you know, funds were always limited. So they probably bought books for the kids before they bought books for, or before she bought books for herself. So... But she made sure we had them. Wow. Gosh, I, there's so much more. I, I was happy to do research on this topic yeah. because I certainly found out a lot I didn't, I didn't know. And another thing um, I remember about Nancy was that, well, like we were saying, that she made time for her buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of the times that they went off and, we're having girl time was when they got in trouble. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. We should do more of that. Uh-huh. And sometimes they had to call Ned to to, get, to come, not to get him out of it no. so much, but to bring something to they bring needed. Something, yeah. 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 So, yes. Exactly. And do you know they first did a television show in 1957? Really? Uh-huh, and they did the pilot... Uh, but they couldn't find a sponsor, so they did. They dropped it. That's wild that somebody yes. wouldn't sponsor it. Exactly. Back then. Huh. Yeah. 
Maybe she was too independent for the time period. I guess so. And the television series was actually called The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries. Mm -hmm. That was 77 to 79 on ABC. Well, maybe maybe the Hardy Boys were on... It was together. I was still too old for it. Yeah, yeah, we but, were uh, sort of past the time. Yeah, but I remember I, seeing one once. Yeah, just, I just kind of remember it being there. And I never it. saw the movies. No. No. So. But wasn't there a later Nancy Drew? Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the way? Yes, they... In, uh, the well, they did the game. Yeah, I think in 2015, perhaps... They tried doing, doing one. Yeah, I like know. I said, there's a lot of research that yeah. people could be writing their doc- well, they probably doctorate. Like on, yes, on yeah, major. dissertation on this. I had no idea. Um, merchandising, even starting in the fifties, Parker Brothers had a Nancy Drew mystery game, wow. and the Madame Alexander produced a Nancy Drew doll. She had binoculars and a camera and had two outfits. Uh-huh. Um, but the doll, the doll was marketed and worked. I don't remember that. But there were coloring books and puzzle books. And there was actually even a Nancy Drew puzzle, a Halloween costume, and a lunchbox that were produced in the 70s. Yeah. I probably remember the lunchbox, but... Yeah. <laughs> I bet that'd be highly collectible. I Probably want no. one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out eBay. Get on eBay mm-hmm. and see what we can find. Just be careful what you look up on eBay. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else? Well, um, probably not for this particular section, but I think the most important things are find a guy who gets you and um, girlfriend's rule. I like that. I think both Very of those good. Things. Okay, so Amy now we're going to do... Amy or Kay, do you have anything? Yeah, got something for us? Yeah. No, I just think about why is it that we're so drawn to um, to mysteries? I mean, you know, I mean, you could name other mystery writers that oh, are, yeah. are mystery people. Um, why are we so drawn to that? We love it. Yeah, why? That's a good question. I always wanted to be a mystery writer. Mm. Um, and partly Nancy Drew was, would be it. And I would be so absolutely horrible at it. I tried writing one once. I have too, and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It took place in nursing home. I mean, it was pretty cool. The <laughs> idea. I can I give the idea, but actually writing it was tough. Yeah, to make the, to make the clues... Mm-hmm. No, it's clever stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it was formula fiction in this case, it's clever that they they can hang the the thing and not because there are some mystery writers that are so clever you have no idea what's going to happen until the end. But sometimes you know they they sew the clues and you can find, kind of figure it out, but uh, I couldn't do it. I absolutely no. could not do it. But what is the appeal to mysteries? Why do we love mysteries so much? Well, it's so different from our ordinary lives. Maybe. It, it, so. yeah, yeah, we get to suspend or, reality. Yeah, Or the puzzle of it is appealing. Um, the, you know, cause the ones, of course, that are the most popular are murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, Who are your favorite mystery writers? 
Oh, I love yeah. Dorothy Sayers. Oh, okay. Number Dorothy one Sayers. is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, with the with the you know Agatha Christie's. Um, Agatha Christie yeah. certainly yeah. read all all yeah. Agatha Christie. More Nancy Drews were sold than Agatha Christie's. Yeah, oh, yeah. believe right? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see For that. Sure, because But yeah. I love P. D. James. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like P. D. James pretty well. Uh, Margaret Maron for American. Yes. And Sharon McCrum. Sharon mm-hmm. McCrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're my favorites. Huh. Oh yeah, I like Dana Stabenow, who is. It's a, she has an Alaskan uh, oh, yeah. female mm-hmm. native Alaskan Kate Shugak, who is her mm-hmm. main character, mm-hmm. and I just I really like them. Mm-hmm. And of course, we love um, uh, J. A. Jantz. That our family. We just in, pass in, those around <laughs> in and Seattle. I think we've read them all. Uh-huh. Well, I like even any of hers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And lately, uh, Louise Penny. I love oh, Louise yeah. Penn. I haven't got in. She, oh, I haven't tried her yet. Oh, I'm once you, you, to it. Once you, you like do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's just yeah. great. And the the uh, ABC... Sue Grafton. Sue Grafton. Yeah, Sue Grafton. and her very last or next to yeah. last yeah. one is Why out now. Why is for yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. No. Well, I didn't yeah. love those, I have to say. Mm. And Patricia Cornwall, I didn't oh, yeah. love as much. Yeah, they were a little yeah. different with the, with the yeah. med- medical detective. Yeah. I liked, I liked them. Yeah, but I like Kinsey Mohan in the Sue Grafton ones. Yeah. She, she was a tough. Yeah, she was a tough movie. independent. And maybe bird. I was in the mood for a different kind of. I yeah. tried mm-hmm. a few of them, and mm-hmm. I just didn't get into mm-hmm. them as deeply as when Sarah Press Presky. Yes. Yeah. In Chicago. In Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then not all. And of course, not all the Nancy Drew writers were females oh, by no. any means. No. The Ghost Riders, which right. is interesting, that hmm. yeah. that they were not. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if there's any body doing that now, but at one time, the um, there were a lot of those. Ellery Queen was two people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who else was uh, J- J.D. John D. McDonald? Was he? Oh, I don't. I think he was real. Was he real? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. but there were several of these um, mm-hmm. amalgamated people. You're right. Writing under a uh, a pseudonym or. Mm-hmm. There's a few. Well, like even Stephen King has some books out under. Different name. Well, yeah, but he wrote them. But he wrote them. You're yeah. right. You're this right. Was, this, this, <laughs> yeah, this a fake, was, a pretend name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but this this was people like a group of people writing under one name. Mm-hmm. I, I have seen the only one I've seen in the last maybe decade or so um, was ten. I think it was ten women mystery writers got together, and it listed who they were, but you didn't know which part of the book well, that they wrote, okay. so that yeah. was fun. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one called The Admiral, or something, or The Admiralty, mm. that was written by a bunch of British uh, mystery writers. Oh, we forgot Sherlock Holmes. Oh, who's the... Started it. Uh, he started it. Started well, it who knows where it got started. But and see, I love Laurie King, and oh, yeah. she writes about 
Sherlock Holmes's wife. Oh. Yeah. After those, he retired, yeah. Yeah, those are wonderful those are books. Fun. Yes. Yep. We have them in our library because the director of the whole library system uh, loves Laurie King, too. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those yeah. Are, and there's a lot of inventive. I'm reading one right now that. Are listening to one right now that Sherlock Holmes and Henry James are solving a mystery. Oh, I'd love that. That was it's pretty cool yes. so far. I'm only in the about the fourth chapter, ah, so neat. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, we're doing pretty well. Um. So how about let's do. some quotes for us. Oh, well, of course I've got Nancy Drew quotes. Yeah. Yes. From Nancy's mysterious letter, she writes, or no, somebody says to her, do act mysterious. It always keeps them coming back for more. So isn't that a good one? Yeah. And in The Secret of the Old Clock, the very first book, They have Nancy saying, read, read, read. That's all I can say. Ah. (laughs) That was, of course, a young girl she rescued in that book, Uh and she's encouraging her to read and go to college. So, yeah, you never know. Um, In The Secret of the Old Clock also, not many girls would have used their wits the way you did, the officer observed. <laughs> so, yeah, some of it was a little insulting, but where the women bit came came up. Yep. Ned said in Nancy's Mysterious Letter, which I think was a later one. I didn't remember no, that. I don't yeah. remember. But it says Carolyn Keene, so, but who knows. Yeah. Uh, Ned said, Nancy Drew is the best girl detective in the whole world. Don't you believe him, Nancy said quickly. I have solved some mysteries, I'll admit, and I enjoy it. But I'm sure there are many other girls who could do the same. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, all right. Now, it was interesting that she changed her hair color, went from a sort of light blonde to a dishwater blonde and then they actually said dishwater blonde in the book no when they were describing the different colors that it had gone through a strawberry blonde oh strawberry strawberry <laughs> blonde they did describe um, but then she became a titian blonde and that was like sort of everyone's favorite when she be i don't even know what titian blonde that's red red a reddish blonde yeah Mm-hmm. Well, which would be strawberry blonde. You'd think, but they called it, it, it actually in the book. They described the Tisha was a um, an artist that liked to paint right. redheaded women. Yes, yeah. yes. So okay, but then it just became a oh. you know small T. Yeah. It just became a term for yeah, a redheaded. Sure yes, which is interesting. Uh, here from the Password to Lark- Larkspur Lane, which was one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, I remember the cover on it because there were all yeah. these Larkspurs. Sure. But it says, Luther, bring the gatekeeper quickly, Bellabs ordered. Just how did you get in, Miss Drew? I came in at the entrance, Nancy replied. The Larkspur is beautiful. <laughs> so... Ah, in the secret of the old clock. 
she says, I promise to be as careful as a pussycat walking up a slippery roof. <laughs> so that's probably what she told her dad or probably somebody. Told her, well, Hannah. Or Hannah, yes. More than, uh, her dad. Now, Carolyn, in uh, The Stolen Kiss, I bet that's a later one, too, because I don't so. think I don't we would have had that as a title. Yeah. But it says, Before she turned around to face him, she wiped away the tears that had started down her cheeks. Nancy didn't cry much. But when she did, she cried in private. Hmm. I don't remember ever crying in the earlier books. No, I think that was a little later. And of course, in the later ones, she used cell phones and all that kind of thing. Well, uh, I was just looking at this. It doesn't say which book it's from, but it says, Call the Fire Department. I said, trying hard to stay calm. On it, Bess said, Dickie into her pocket. I'll text 911. Don't text, call. I don't remember him ever being in first person. That's odd. Yes. So, but it doesn't. It says Carolyn Keene, but it doesn't say, and Bess is in it. Mm-hmm. But that, whether it was Nancy talking or not, I mm-hmm. bet it was. Yeah. Now, I like this one from The Hidden Staircase. That was another favorite one, one of mine. Yeah. Nancy Drew began peeling off her garden gloves as she ran up the porch steps and into the hall to answer the ringing telephone. She picked it up and said, Hello? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that was her house or anything. Who knows? I don't know that. Yeah. All right. Okay, is there anything else you want to say before we wind it up? Okay, ah. or- Amy, or <laughs> we enjoyed it very much. Okay, well, we appreciate you being such a patient audience. And our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page uh, that's under Quince Podcast. Uh, we can be found on iTunes under Quince Podcast, and sometimes it's easier under Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we are also on Stitcher Radio if you have that app on your phone or tablet. And we hope to be back in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.